Not Even Really Drama Students presents, as part of our Fall 2020 lineup, Detective Cool Guy McGee. Hope everyone liked that last set. Now, we're going to try something a little different. Next up, the 80th episode of the infamous Private Eye, Cool Guy McGee. And let me tell you folks, this next one's a real Savannah Brood doozy. It was a night like any other. The savannah sky was tinged gray with misery, and so was I. It had only been one week since I was forced to take the transatlantic train down to the swamps of Georgia, miles away from the beautiful, dirty city streets of East Coast City that I'd almost felt comfortable enough to call home. To think, I'd still be leaning back in my leather office chair, savoring the smoke of my imported cigar, if it hadn't been for that missed rent payment. How was I to know the money was due every month? I may be a detective, but some information should be obvious without an investigation. But I couldn't marinate in my conflicted contemplations forever. There were crimes here too, believe it or not. Crimes that only a legendary private eye like myself could solve. I'd just arrived at my new office, barely had time to set down the box of my candelabra collection before the door burst open. She had legs for days and a face to match. I'd never met this dame before, something I was starting to regret, but the expression on her face was as familiar as Flan. She was in trouble, a trouble only I could solve. Are you Cool Guy McGee, the legendary private eye? Please, call me Detective. Detective Cool Guy McGee. Oh, please, sir. Ah, Detective. All right, uh... Please, Mr. Detective. Sir, I need your help. Something of great, impossibly high value has been taken from me. Stolen. Snatched. Thieved. Cool your jets, dame. I don't even know your name. I'm... Fatal. Heiress to the Fotel Prop's fortune. Someone nabbed my great-grandfather's antique gold shoehorn. It's worth more than all the greenbacks in your wallet, I'll tell you that much. Oh, you've got to find it for me. You've just got to. And I'll reward you. Handsomely. How could I say no to that? I'd never heard of a shoehorn before, but it seemed important. And a good detective never turns down a case like this one, or a dame in distress like this one. So, you're gonna stand there looking all focused and off in this distance? Or are you going to give me an answer? I'll do it. Good. Thought you might say that. Hot diggity dog. Do you have any suspects I should be interested in talking to? Of course. To me, it's possible. No, no, absolute. That this was all planned by our rival company, Tricks of the Trayer. But I don't want to be quoted as someone who points fingers. But the first person you need to talk to is my housekeeper. She's home far more than I am, so she's more likely to have seen this dangerous criminal. She'll be in the garden all afternoon. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must find your powder room before I depart. There are things to do, massive theater prop companies to run, all that. Goodbye, Mr. Detective. Savannah, Georgia. The theater prop capital of the world. Who knew? I was ready to ask that housekeeper what's what, but first... 
I had an even more important item of business to attend to. Lunch. I raced over to the nearest deli and sat down, ready to enjoy my pastrami sandwich, when a familiar face sat down across the table. So, I hear you've taken on the Fatal case, eh? Any leads so far? What are you doing here, Jones? East Coast City too much for you to handle? Shut your yap, Mickey, before I give you a knuckle sandwich to go with that pastrami. I follow the scoop. Where she goes, I'm right behind, ready to write a front-page story. What would you know about a front-page story? You're just a cock-eyed kid who thinks they're all that. So, you haven't heard anything, huh? Too bad. I wish I could say I was surprised, but I've heard this story too many times before. You're losing your touch, McGee. And you're any better? As a matter of fact, yes I am. I've already acquired some important intel about an antiques auction tonight at the Plaza de Plaza Hotel and Conference Center. A good place to look for the shoehorn, don't you think? Now, I definitely didn't want to admit that I had no idea what a shoehorn was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew, I knew all about this. Really? So, I guess I'll see you there then. Around... What time was that again? Twenty-five. Definitely. See you around, you old geezer. I didn't dignify that with a response. That Fedora Jones has been a thorn in my side since she was in diapers, which couldn't have been more than two years ago. Dumb kid. I tried not to let it get to me, but all that talk spoiled my sandwich. There was no saving lunch now. It was time to go. I had an appointment with a certain housekeeper that I didn't want to miss. The Fotal Mansion was, in typical southern fashion, about three sizes bigger than it needed to be. Each wing of the house split off into a new wing like a really bad hair day. It took me a little longer than I'd have liked to make my way through the thicket of expertly trimmed topiaries. But finally, I saw the housekeeper. She was bent over, weeding the rose bushes beneath a balcony. But she turned to wave when I called her name. Hello! Hello, sir. Can I- <laughs> Ma'am, are you alright? What appeared to be some kind of bag filled with coarse sand had fallen atop her, crushing her vital organs. The real- the real shoehorn. It was- <laughs> The friends we made. Along- along the way. <laughs> I finally understood what a shoehorn was and why it was so important. Or maybe, I didn't know anything at all. But she was dead. I looked up, but the killer had already fled the premises. All that was left was this dead broad and a bag of sand. If all my years of sleuthing had taught me anything, this sand was a clue. I picked up a pinch of it. Yep. <clears throat> yep. It was sand. Wet sand. I needed to head to the harbor. What happened? Ah, what? When did you get here? Like I told you, where the scoop goes, I follow. And a murder is always an extra large scoop. Of what? Of death by chocolate. This is sand. But it's not just any sand, see? I already knew it was wet sand. 
but a good detective never gives away his lead. See the label? Tricks of the Treyer Theater Props. Fatal's rival company. This is big news. I didn't know what she was getting at. Was she implying corporate feuds have body counts? Think what you want, kid. I've got places to be. Ah, the Savannah Harbor. The only tolerable part of this disgustingly humid town. Not because of the water, but because of the boats. Always a favorite pastime of mine. Boats. I sought out the harbor master by the shore. If I've learned anything in all my years of watching boat racing, is that those in charge of the harbor are also in charge of everything going on in the harbor. I trudged through the sand and finally saw him at the base of an old lighthouse. I have a couple of questions for you. About sand. What's a Yankee like you doing in a place like this? Murder. And sand. Tell me, what kind of sand does the Fotal company use in their sandbags? Now why in the King's speech would I know about a thing like that? What? Well, well, I... Psst. Mr. Detective. Over here. What? There's something you've got to know about Miss Fatel. I'm listening. She isn't as innocent as she seems. Really now? The whole thing is a setup. A setup, I tell you. The shoehorn was never stolen in the first place. It's all part of her master's scheme. This is incredible news. I've got to go tell everyone. And so, I headed over to the Plaza de Plaz Hotel and Conference Center, where I knew the antiques auction was being held. The stage was cluttered with old antiques and people milled about the rows of chairs, but standing out in the crowd of decked-out individuals was the dame I thought I knew, <laughs> Fatal herself, in the worn hat of a certain nuisance, Fedora Jones and her tiny reporter notepad. I tried making my way over to Miss Fatale, but Jones got to me first, and I don't know how. Maybe it's the youth. Mickey! Fancy seeing you here. I guess you figured out the time after all. No time for that now, kid. I've cracked this case wide open. I'm sure you have. Just like you cracked the case of how to pay rent on time? Isn't it past your bedtime, kid? I have a high school diploma, McGee. Not a bedtime. You're gonna wish you had both when you get to my age, kid. Okay. I hated to admit it, but all of these years of crime-solving had put a weight on my face, creating unseemly wrinkles. But I knew what I'd gotten into when I was born a detective all those years ago. That's right. I came out of the womb in a trench coat, holding a magnifying glass and an imported cigar. Hey, McGee, uh, are you okay? Are you still talking to me? I'm just peachy. The auction is starting now. Oh no, I've got to get up there before it's too late. I ran to the front of the stage and snatched the microphone from the auctioneer. Everyone, you've been bamboozled! Fatal, heiress to the Fatal Theater Props conglomerate fortune, has been lying to all of you. To all of us. To... To me. <gasps> oh. 
Miss Fatal, what do you have to say to these outrageous accusations? Well, I... I mean, of course they're not true. Why, I would never do such a thing. The legacy of my family, my father, my grandfather, is just so important to me. Why would I do anything to tarnish their good name? Since when have you cared about what your father and grandfather thought? <laughs> <gasps> Why, I... Whatever could you mean? If you're really so confident in your own innocence, you wouldn't mind doing me a simple favor. Show us what's in your purse. Who are you to tell me what to do? I also wanted to know who this mysterious feller was, so they pulled off that cloak with a flourish. Fay <gasps> be Traer? The heir to the tricks of the Traer fortune? The rival company to Fatale Corp! Yes, it is I. And I'm here to prove that my family is innocent. You're the guilty one here. Show us what's in your purse. She reached into her purse and pulled out the shoehorn. Well, 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 if the shoehorn fits. <laughs> That's right. I have the priceless antique gold shoehorn. It was never stolen in the first place. But what you don't know is that it's also a gun. <gasps> That's right, stay right to where you are. I am the upper shoehorn! We had fallen right into her trap! You know we can all hear you, right? Uh... Why did you do it? What was there to gain from all this risk? Well, actually, I'm glad you asked. Where's that music coming from? Wait, is her shoehorn also turning into a piano? It all started one rainy night in early April. Wrapped in a blanket of pink and gray wool, I came out screaming. Yes, I came out. <clears throat> singing. I came out swinging. And I came out rich. Heiress to a major company. Before I could twitch. A silver spoon was twice my size and made of aluminum foil. Fotel props had found their next boss. I was their new royale. From a young age I was taught everything there's to know about props. I learned all the details of the craft, from making molds to filling casts. Drilled in specificity, save regulation of electricity. How to build anything you could need, anything you could make believe. Because, you see, this trade has been in my family's bones for as long as anyone can remember. Who do you think supplied the skull for Hamlet? Quite. Which Hamlet? The original Hamlet. So my father and grandfather always stressed that I needed to behave my very best. Don't do that. We have a reputation to uphold. They never wanted me to do anything so bold. And I really was the model student at Mother Superiority. 
Daily burdens of our company heiresses. Back up, what was that? Mother Superiority's elite boarding school for company heiresses. Right. It was there that I met her, Faye Betrayer, daughter of our rival company, and my best friend. We clicked right away. We both knew the pressures that being the heiress to a major theater props company could bring. And we both had another secret passion, a secret satisfaction. It all started Monday after class. My teacher asked me to stay late. Cody Jenkins called in sick. Can you read this monologue in his place? Remember this important thing. Something that you mustn't forget. The one thing that we prop masters despise. Those narcissists in disguise. Actors. I'm sorry, sir, but acting? Oh, it's, it's just not for me. Come on. You're my best student. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't think it'd be amazing. Well, I guess one monologue can't hurt. But it did acting Sparked a passion I had never known before Showed me I could do much more than just stay hidden behind the scenes acting acting my newfound talent my newfound love Faye Trayer liked acting too and our love for theater grew and grew Many years passed, and our secret shh stayed safe. But after all this time, I was itching for a change. I was nervous yet excited. I knew I was prepared. I'd worked and wondered all my life if this could go somewhere. And finally, here I was, sick if I had what it took. Was an audition really something, something I could book? Don't worry. You've got this. I believe in you. Thanks. There I was on that stage, lit around me dark and dim. Spotlight on me, all I could do was give it my all. Part my heart out, raw emotion, started crying on that stage. Heard a clapping, the lights came on, and all I could see was... Father, what are you doing here? I should be the one asking you that. What were you thinking auditioning? I... I don't want to hear it. The car's outside. We're leaving in two minutes. But how did you know I would be here? Let's just say a little bee told me. A little betrayer. <gasps> And so I went back to my life as that perfect prop company heiress Living with that feeling that I wasn't really living Living with the knowledge that I had
been betrayed by the one I thought I could trust the most, so I bided my time, waited for the perfect opportunity to arise so I could finally get my revenge. Okay, yeah, yeah that's not yeah, that right. totally wrong. That's yeah. so sad. Why'd you do it, Faye? Yeah, how could you? Well, I was born a day in sunny May. My parents were happy and air had arrived. I was also taught every trick of the trader. Everything in my life was decided for me. From that moment, you best friend treasured the time I spent with you the most in the world but after all that said and done I was just a little girl and all I did was what my parents told me now listen Feng there's a girl in your class at school her name is Ch -ch -ch. Her parents are in the worst theater work company in the Greta Savannah area. Okay. I want you to be her friend. Okay. And then once you've gotten close... Find exactly what she loves. And make sure that what she loves is toast. Toast? Ruin it for her! What? You were in on it from the start? No. Sure, at first I was just an obedient child But that didn't matter any after a while You were my best friend Really my only friend was you I loved you most in the world Then why did you do it? Pressure So much pressure I was under all the time our company wasn't doing as well as yours We could barely make a dime And when my mother got really sick She said there was only one thing I could do Destroy fatal props Torn, torn, I was torn Wishing I had never been born Into this theater prop hell where all I could yell was Torn, torn, divided Pulled apart from either side My parents, my stable life And you, my best friend And, well, never mind that didn't want to do it, I swore I would never But then one day you turned to me and said Look at all those names and lights Someday ours will be up there Together And then I thought I didn't want you Going somewhere I can't follow Do you really think that? I did But not anymore after what I did to you, 
I was torn, torn apart from guilt. I could hardly look myself in the eyes. I had to decide, and I chose to be on my side, not theirs, not yours. I stepped out of my family shadow into the spotlight. It's my time now. I left my family, got disowned. You probably didn't read about it. They bribed the papers. <gasps> and I started taking classes at the local community college in biology. But one thing that has always bothered me, I'm sorry. It was so wrong of me. I never should have ratted you out like that. I'm sorry, I am. Please forgive me if you can. Faye? Yes. I didn't know you felt that way. I do, I really do. And I felt it since that very day. It seems so far away now By just standing right here in front of me I think I can find it in my heart to forgive you You can And there's one last thing Yes? That was one of the most beautiful things I ever did here. So, that's that then. There was no stolen item and everything's been cleared up. I am so glad I could come into town and not have to work that hard. What? No. What about the housekeeper? Oh, the sandbag lady. I guess she's no longer with us. And? Who killed her? Oh, right. Fatal, you're under arrest for the murder of your own housekeeper. Damn, I thought you forgot. Oh, forget. Did anyone else just see that spooky looking dame in all white? Oh, don't you worry about her. Wait till I show you the mermaids. Quiet. I'll wait for you on the outside. Together, we can right the wrongs our families have committed. Mainly your family. But, yes, I'll hold on for you. And that was that. With Miss Fatale behind bars, peace returned to Savannah, Georgia at last, and I finally got to return to my beautiful sandwich. How I missed it. And oh, I eventually returned to East Coast City with Fedora Jones, unfortunately, by my side. But only because we'd accidentally caught the same long-distance cab back. On the way back, she explained to me how to pay rent. We returned to Grand Central and went our separate ways, but... I'm sure I'll be seeing her again before long. 
Faye B. Treyer went back to her family's theater props company and started a charity for housekeepers suffering from fear of sand. It was a very specific niche, but it seems she was in her element. But a detective's work is never done. I have to stay a step ahead of the times. Who's to say what mysteries will arise in the beautiful, grimy East Coast city? But at least for now, it was peace and, thankfully, slightly cheaper rent. Thanks for tuning in with us this week, folks, with Detective Cool Guy McGee. Hope it tickled your noir itch. Make sure to hop back on here next week for the next episode, The Lost Toward of Fifth Avenue. Now, back to some hot tunes here on the Motown Lowdown. Detective Cool Guy McGee was executive produced by Reza Malikian. It was written and directed by Jake Feeman, Aaron Rourke, and Zoya Uzaman. It featured Will McClelland as Detective Cool Guy McGee, Olivia Sulez as Static Fatal, Allie Burns as Faye Betrayer, Grace Metcalf as Fedora Jones, Artemis Pay as the radio host, Enid Smith as the housekeeper, Raquel Mueller as the harbormaster, and Emma Label as the auctioneer. You can find this episode's transcript linked in the description. Detective Cool Guy Mickey is a Nerds production. Nerds is a University of Michigan student organization that puts on original musical theater performances written, produced, and acted by students with an emphasis on LGBTQ representation. You can learn more, including ways to get involved, on our social media. We're always at Nerds Do Theater. That's theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. You can also find our other previous productions on our YouTube channel under Not Even Really Drama Students. Thank you for listening.